news and more, including state-by-state reports on the nation's premier youth organization. This is FFA Today on Rural Radio 147. Hello and welcome to this week's FFA Today. I'm your host, Janet Atkinson, and thanks for joining us. Well, another great state convention is officially in the books for the Michigan FFA. Michigan Farm Bureau's Farm News 5 provides our coverage of the annual event. The convention hall will come to order. We are now holding the 92nd Michigan FFA State Convention. It was a sea of blue and gold across the campus of Michigan State University as FFA chapters from across the state set out to dream big during the 92nd annual Michigan FFA State Convention. The state convention gives members the opportunity to participate in leadership workshops, attend contests, and earn individual and team awards including the Star Awards, which were presented during the sixth convention session. Emma Waller from the Montague MFA chapter. The Star in AgriScience was awarded to Emma Waller of Montague. So my essay consisted of conducting E. coli samples in a creek and then in Lake Michigan, and I ran a statistical analysis on whether it was safe to um, swim in Lake Michigan with uh, E. coli. So there was um, a little controversy earlier in the year with our community with um, a CAFO that kind of moved into the area, and so a lot of citizens um, were concerned, and so I just kind of wanted to provide the data just to make sure that everyone was safe and that they had nothing to be concerned about. And my biggest takeaway would just be like the communication skills I learned through this whole um, process. So I worked with Grand Valley State University, and so just working with a university just like that, I really learned how to communicate and how to work with other partnerships. Addie Battle from the Cass City FFA chapter. Addie Battle of Cass City earned Star and Agribusiness honors. So my SAE uh, is a service learning SAE is my biggest. It's called Meeting the Need for Our Village, a nonprofit organization that focuses on bringing food equity to our community through empowering youth to raise high quality sources of protein. Five years ago, we applied for a FFA Living to Serve grant and received that to kickstart our project. We started with 50 chickens donated to the food pantry, and since then, we've made a $63,000 impact in the community through meat, milk, eggs, um, and lots of other high-quality sources of protein and some produce. Andrew Nyer from the Alma FFA chapter. Star and placement went to Andrew Nyer of Alma. So for my SAE, I work on my family's dairy farm where we milk about 80 head of cattle, and we also raise raise another 900 to 1,000 head of heifers, and we also operate our own custom harvesting business. So I'm planning to attend MSU in the fall for dairy management and then transfer into agribusiness management. And then from there, I haven't quite decided uh, if I want to stay at my family's farm or work somewhere else in the dairy industry, but definitely stay in the dairy industry. Grant Geiger from the Ugly FFA chapter. And Grant Geiger of Ugly FFA was recognized with a star in production. So my SAE includes sugar beets, wheat, and black beans, and it also includes um, Holstein beef cattle and poultry chickens, and I sell the eggs, and then I raise up the beef cattle, and then I grow the crop from seed to harvest. So when I first started FFA, I was a little bit uncertain about it, but I just liked the, the background of like agriculture and leadership, and that was kind of something I wanted to do in my future. So joining FFA kind of like solidified my interest in it, and I learned that through FFA, I can like accomplish what I want to become, so I kind of used it as a way to be what I am today and what I aspire to be. FFA members spent the week dreaming big, reaching high, and working hard, including Weberville FFA's Dana Gorski. One thing interesting about Weberville FFA is we are very 
agricultural town, so we have a lot of people in our community that farm, and it's, so we have a lot of community outreach, and it's really nice to get the community involved and stuff like that. Over the years, I think I've really grown as a leader. I have been an officer in my chapter, and I think it's just really helped me develop and come out of my shell as a person. I really enjoy state convention. I've competed in it for like the last four years, and so far this experience is really cool. I like state convention just to see what Michigan has done over this year, and I get to meet a lot of new friends, and it's really cool. More than 200 Michigan FFA members toured the state capitol as part of the Michigan FFA State Convention. Members learned the ins and outs of state government from Michigan Farm Bureau President Carl Bednarski and the state's legislative leaders. So today we got to see the leadership of some of our senators and our representatives, and they talked about how when they were in high school, they maybe didn't know where their life was going to go or what the future held for them. But through hard work and through opening some doors and having some opportunities, they got to the positions they have today. And our members are working on their leadership abilities, their confidence, their public speaking, their public relations, and how they could be in those same positions if that's what they want to do later on. We learned about leadership and having an open mind, um, and also caring about the agriculture industry and issues that are important to you. I'm so grateful that the FFA kids could come here on an annual basis. It is really, really important for us to get as many people engaged and involved in our great republic that we have. Michigan Farm Bureau and the Michigan Foundation for Agriculture presented a $40,000 check to the Michigan FFA Association. You are a special group of individuals. And with all that excitement that you have here at convention, I would challenge you, don't leave it here. Or even when you graduate, don't leave it behind. Don't leave it in the pocket of that coat. Promote agriculture. Promote your enthusiasm for agriculture. Uh, get involved. And that's a wrap of our coverage from the 2020 Michigan FFA State Convention. I'm Janelle Bros. Thanks again to Michigan Farm Bureau for that comprehensive coverage. And now we head to Arkansas, where Center Point High School may not be one of the largest schools in the state, but it does have one of the largest FFA chapters with over 270 members participating. The Arkansas Department of Agriculture spoke with advisors to find out what makes this chapter so special. We have one of the larger FFA chapters in the state. We have roughly 270 FFA members in our chapter. Since I've been here, we've had five state FFA officers. We're always involved in FFA competitions. We go to summer FFA leadership camps, FFA leadership conference in the winter. We go to state FFA convention, national FFA convention. Here's at a point we teach a, a wide variety of agriculture courses. We teach uh, animal science, beef science, equine science, structures, agriculture mechanics, plant science, greenhouse management food science. We have the only meats processing class in the state of Arkansas. Uh, we teach electricity and we teach metals. So we kind of have a wide range of courses for any student's interest. We have a course for them. We can take students from any background and any interest and, and find a place for them here between the three act teachers that we have. It's just, it's, it's numerous the things that they can get involved in and do and, and learn from this program. Between our meats lab and our pie auction, our community generates a lot of funds for us to be able to spend on our students. And so every student that is enrolled in an agriculture course, their FFA dues are paid for them. They are not out a penny and they're a member of FFA. Not only that, the students that we take to leadership camp, state convention, national convention, all of their registration fees are paid for by the FFA chapter. So our students 
aren't out any money to be involved in FFA. Normally an FFA jacket costs $55 for a student. Here at Centerpoint, because we have the community support, uh, we only charge the students $10. We are able to cover the rest of the fee for those jackets. There's not a barrier for them to, to be involved with us. The best part about being an ag teacher here is uh, just the, the community support that the program, uh, you know, grants like long before my time, but just the way it, the community will just rally around this and, and, you know, along with that, it's the kids. The kids are the best part about any teacher's job, I would think, hopefully, but uh, just getting to work with them in, in areas that they're interested in. We've been really fortunate to have uh, received several large grants over the last, I guess, three years. Uh, we received a startup grant from uh, the Department of Career and Technical Education for us to add plant science pathway into our program. So that allowed us to build an 1800 square foot greenhouse. So that's been a huge addition to our, to our program. And then just this year we were awarded roughly $70,000 to turn one of our rooms in our custom meats processing facility into a retail room where we'll be able to sell meat products that we process to the community. Most recently, we were awarded $1.25 million from APRSC to start a conversion charter school. We're calling it the Centerpoint Academy of Agriculture and Skilled Trades, CAST for short. The students that are in it will still be Centerpoint School District students, and they will take agriculture courses at the exact same time that non-CAST students will take it. So these students, they'll still be a part of our regular Centerpoint High School, they can still play sports, they can still be in band, but they will take more agriculture courses. Their electives will all be in agriculture. Their core classes will be based around agriculture and the skilled trades. The thing that we're wanting to make sure that everybody knows is this isn't the non-college pathway. We see these students that are enrolled in CAST as either going to a school to college for a degree in you know, agriculture education, agriculture business, natural resources, or pursuing an apprenticeship with electricity or, you know, plumbing or getting themselves a certification in welding. We're in the planning phase right now. Starting July 1, we'll start our implementation phase. And that money is gonna be used to update a lot of our equipment. So our students will have the most current top-of-the-line equipment that industry uses and that's what our students are going to be able to use in their classes on a day-to-day -day basis. We are really envisioning this as a pathway for those students that want to really get a good career in agriculture skilled trades and want to pursue you know an education outside of past high school in one of those fields. Well, it certainly sounds like an outstanding program, and we look forward to hearing updates on Centerpoint Academy as it gets off the ground. Well, stay tuned. We're off to the Centennial State next on FFA Today. Welcome back to the show. And while Colorado may not be one of the top states for FFA membership, they enthusiastically incorporate the goals of personal growth and leadership development into their educational system. The Colorado FFA Foundation shares their take on Ag Ed and their three-circle model involving the FFA. 
The FFA is where you're able to really hone in on your leadership skills and learn through growth and development. This is where students are able to compete in judging competitions from floriculture to meats judging to livestock and horse. There's so many different opportunities available to explore different avenues of agriculture in different areas that maybe they're going to be interested in in a career. You also have your leadership development events. So it's students of all levels and all different backgrounds who are able to come together and work on their skills of networking, of public speaking, of managing their time, and all of these different things that are able to help them go on to that next chapter of their life and be prepared. It really helps students to develop their potential and capitalize upon what they've learned. I would like to think, the longer I teach, the more a few things mean to me. One of those, leadership. Leadership is a totally transferable skill, no matter what career. I certainly hope that everybody that leaves here takes a little bit of that with them, whether they were an officer, whether they were a uh, chairman of a committee, but I hope that they pick up on those little seamlessly integrated pieces of leadership that we try to talk about at least weekly, if not daily. So FFA and agriculture education has something for everybody. I've traveled to Washington, D.C. to um, the Washington Leadership Conference there where we package meals for people who suffer with food insecurity and uh, there's state conferences, state conventions, a bunch of travel opportunities, national convention in Indianapolis. When you've got an industry that's so vast as the agricultural industry, you draw in people from vast backgrounds. The cool part about FFA is it has a place for a vast majority of members. By the time you've gone through four years of FFA, you will have some experience public speaking. You will have some experience sitting in and running a meeting. You will have some experience speaking with industry people. And you will have experience networking with your peers. We're pretty well known for the blue jackets, the blue corduroy jackets. And I think that it symbolizes so much more than, than just farm kids trying to make a living and doing all that kind of stuff. We're, we're industry leaders. We're community leaders as well. I guess that's one thing that I've discovered over the years is that if I'm doing a good job in here with SAEs in the classroom, it's kind of amazing how the competition piece falls into place and the success and awards happen in the right order, not that that's the main goal. It really is a well-rounded organization that helps me to realize my passions and most of all realize that I can achieve my passions. It changes students' lives for the better and it helps them to find where they fit and really learn how to give back to their community. It really creates this wonderful group of servant leaders who are out there giving back to those around them and who are out there changing the world because they want to and because they know that they have the tools necessary because of their time in FFA. And now Brian Almer with Colorado Ag News Network and Barn Media catches up with Colorado FFA Foundation Executive Director Don Thorne, who shares a huge new announcement for students and offers a preview of this summer's state convention. Joining the Colorado Ag News Network and Farmcast Radio this time is Don Thorne, Executive Director of the Colorado FFA Foundation. Brian, good morning. It's always a pleasure to join you. I understand you also have a huge announcement. We have a huge announcement. We're so excited to hear about this and to let the, let everybody know. On January 31st, Ed Cordes, former board chairman of the Colorado FFA Foundation, his wife, Polly Jessen, his son, Matt Cordes, and his daughter, Katie Cordes, have pledged a transformational gift to the Colorado FFA Foundation to create a scholarship fund, which will provide, over the next 20 years, 
at least 30 full tuition scholarships to Colorado FFA members attending college or trade school, uh, again, over the next 30 years. This will impact at least 30 kids, basically full-ride scholarships to better themselves. And this is a huge scholarship program that's being announced and put together by Ed Cordes and his family. So when will more information be available, and how would uh, FFA members apply for this? FFA members will be able to apply. Their ag teachers will get the application, and then a small committee will review will review these uh, scholarships. But I've got a quote here from Ed I'd really like to read, and it's a little bit long, but I think it's important for people to hear. This is in the words of Ed Cordes. I thoroughly enjoyed my time on the board, and we did incredible things for FFA and ag education in Colorado, but this one is very personal. This scholarship is for students that have drive and ambition but might not be able to attend college or a trade school because of financial constraints. This fund alleviates that burden and will allow FFA members across Colorado to better themselves and better those around them. The very mission that FFA teaches all of its members, just like my ag teacher, Mr. Wayne Ball, did for me. This is in honor of him. This scholarship also honors Benny Mendoza, who taught Mr. Cordes respect for the dignity of fellow human beings, regardless of race, creed, or economic circumstance. The scholarship criteria contemplates that approximately 50% of the scholarship fund will be awarded to qualified students of Latin American descent and also some preference to students that go to Wells Central High School, where Ed himself went. That is awesome, and I can't wait to see the complete details about that. And, of course, we wish uh, Ed Cordes and his family all the best and uh, hope everything's going well with them. Don, as we move on here, later in 2020, you got the annual Competent FFA State Convention at CSU in Pueblo, too, right? What's the dates and what's some information on that real quick? We sure do. Uh, our annual FFA convention is June 9, 10, and 11. It's going to be in Pueblo at the CSU Pueblo campus. We're really looking forward to that. It does seem a little bit ways down the road, but it'll be a great culmination of the year uh, for our students and for our state officers, and uh, and then uh, we'll, we'll turn around and do it all over again. Did we miss anything, or have we got most of the information out you wanted to get out? Well, Brian, I think we've got it covered. That's a ton of information. Again, we're so excited about this scholarship. Uh, again, this scholarship, just to reiterate, this is going to change lives. Scholarships that uh, cover all of a student's tuition for college or trade school and alleviate that burden. We just can't show enough gratitude to the Cordes family and for Ed for his foresight on this this scholarship program. It's going to change lives, and it's going to change at least the lives of 30 people uh, over the next couple decades. And so uh, it's a big gift. It's one of the largest gifts the Colorado FFA Foundation has ever received and, and uh, very impactful. We appreciate your willingness to help us get the good word out and uh, everything that you do to uh, support agriculture, specifically for us, youth agriculture. Thank you. Do anything we can to help, and I'm looking forward to getting more information out there about the Ed Cordes Scholarship uh, Program and uh, just a fantastic opportunity, as you mentioned, life-changing for those students that are going to be able to uh, apply and win those. Appreciate all your hard work in the uh, FFA Foundation that you do, too, as well, Dawn, and all of those members of the uh, of the FFA Foundation board. If you'd like to learn more about the Colorado FFA Foundation, please visit ColoradoFFAFoundation.org. Thanks again, my guest, Colorado FFA Foundation Executive Director Don Thorne. Thanks again to Brian for his work, and of course you can find more from him at barnmedia.net. Well, don't go anywhere. There's more FFA Today just around the corner on Rural Radio 147 Sirius XM. Well, thanks for tuning in. And finally this week, several members of the team at the Burris Seed Company 
take a few moments to share memories from their time as former FFA members and how it played a pivotal role in shaping them into the future leaders in the ag industry. I'm Randy McCaskill and I'm a former member of FFA at Brown County uh, High School. My name is Tim Carmody. I'm a former member of the Calhoun High School FFA. My name is Morgan Bird, and I was a part of the Marceline FFA chapter. My name is Bryce Sandoff. I'm formerly part of the Forsen FFA chapter. I'm Dana Harder. I'm a former member of the Knox County FFA chapter. Hi, I'm Griffin Green, and I'm from the Triopia FFA chapter. I'm Jordan Watson. I was a member of the South Shelby FFA chapter. My name's Olivia Ray, and I'm a former member of the Bluffs FFA chapter. My name's Tom Sandall, and I was a member of the North Boone FFA. I'm Ross Kleinsteiber, and I'm a former member of the Paxton Buckleload FFA. My name is Dave Hughes. I'm a former member of the Woodstock High School chapter of the FFA. Yeah, I was in the, uh, we had judging contests, and also uh, I won the state uh, beef award when I was a senior. Love livestock judging. Um, so I went to National Convention for two, two years. Um, it was held in Indianapolis, Indiana, and having the opportunity to be in a stadium full of other FFA members from all over the world was um, pretty enlightening and uh, it was just have, it was a great opportunity to meet people from um, other states and still have those connections. Uh, it would be my proficiency SAE projects that I did and then getting my uh, state degree. So I did meats judging and forestry, and I can't say, you know, had much knowledge going into those contests, but I learned quite a bit and got to interact with different students and different chapters and learned quite a bit about it. I really like soil judging, and I really enjoyed parliamentary procedure. I enjoyed uh, being a part of the meats team with some of my best friends. Um, some of my favorite contests that I participated in during my FFA years was public speaking, parliamentary procedure, and livestock judging. Uh, the convention. I did soils. I enjoyed the soils competition. Some of the favorite activities were our chapter had a actually had a cornfield that was owned by the school district. So we got to plant our own corn plot and work on our own corn planter and do all the work ourselves. And I liked the soil judging um, and also learning about uh, judging livestock because I didn't know a lot. Of My uh, advisor was G.J. Hendricks, and he's passed, but he was uh, uh, fun to work with and and he was older in his life when he was there, but he did a, a nice job and was able to show us some hands-on experiences in the shop. Well, my advisor is now retired. Uh, my son had two that were instrumental in his FFA career, so Christy Yale from Carrollton and uh, Heidi Doyle from Calhoun. When I was in middle school, we had a great advisor, Joey Blackburn. He moved, but he kind of instilled in us um, the love for FFA. And so as I was a freshman, we had a new advisor, Nathan Schreider. And so he was my advisor all the way through my senior year, and we just had a lot of fun together. Um, so my advisor was Roger Scott. He was uh, the advisor in Knox County for a long time. So he got me interested in agriculture and different subjects and kind of influenced me going into agronomy. Yes, Blaine Hartwick was my advisor and I enjoyed having him. My advisor was Alan Merriman and he did an amazing job of encouraging all the kids in our program to participate in all the contests and all the different activities regardless of whether or not they came from an ag background. He gave all of us an equal playing field. Uh, my advisor was Bill Layton and um, he pretty much was a down-to-earth FFA advisor. 
Mr. Tim Larrick, he was a, my advisor all four years. He was, uh, he was good because he pushed everybody in the class. He just didn't pick a few people. He pushed everybody to succeed in FFA. Well, that'll do it for this week's show. But if you have something that you'd like to share on the program or an idea for something you'd like to hear more about, just let us know. You can shoot us an email at FFA today at FFA.org. You can also give us a call 855-RR-147. on That's 855-7766-147. Until next week, I'm Janet Adkison with FFA Today on Rural Radio 147, Sirius XM.